0: right from the heart of Soho London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mix Club page or listen live at Sohoradiolondon.com. So we've reached the second half of the show when I usually bring on a guest and today I've invited on twenty year old saxophonist and singer Parfenope who's really established herself as a significant part of the London jazz circuit at the moment. And it's a pleasure to have her on the show today, to get to know her a little bit more. So Parfenope, welcome. How are you? Hello. (laughs) I'm good. No, I think there's actually a lot to find out about you. And there's a lot that we don't know and that you can't necessarily tell just by, you know, taking a look through your Instagram page, which has so many followers now. And, you know, you can see small videos of your compositions or of your transcriptions. But anyway, it will be nice to delve into a bit of your background and how you got to where you are today. Because I know you're known for being an incredible saxophonist, but I know you also didn't start on the saxophone, did you?
1: No, I didn't. I first had, you know, a musical interest in classical music and I picked up violin uh, after my sister gave me her old instrument when I was about eight. So that was my main focus at first, but yeah, I sort of drifted around with, in terms of my interests in genres and, and yeah, I found different instruments as well. And, yeah, so I did start with violin.
0: <laughs> and what was it? Was it just because it was handed down to you that that was the one you went for?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I remember wanting to play trumpet, actually, but it was one of those things where, you know, we already have an instrument here, <laughs> <laughs> it's a hand-me-down um vibe and to be fair that that's kind of continued through my life because my mum got given a bunch of instruments to sell and and um, one of them was a saxophone and there was the only one that didn't sell and so that's how I ended up with a saxophone in my hands as well as a hand-me-down instrument <laughs> worked out pretty well to be honest
0: <laughs> yeah I know so were you getting violin lessons like were they in school were they outside of school
1: uh, yeah, I just had them in school um, at first. And I started going to like the local music service and, and learning more about what it's like to play with other musicians, which has always been the thing that I love the most, <laughs> as I'm sure it is true for most artists. But yeah, that's how I how I first got my feet in, in the ground with music, I guess. And what age was this from? Yeah uh, well I started violin when I was eight and I think I joined orchestras from when I was about 10.
0: Yeah pretty young. So you were saying that they were um so were they orchestras outside of school because it's interesting to maybe what kind of age range of people were you working with?
1: Yeah well there's um, like local music services everywhere around the UK pretty much and they all have like junior orchestras and like more senior ones for you know older kids and um, mostly you can just sort of get put in a group that suits you and yeah kind of just find your way um, but yeah it was kind of age range of around like eight to twelve I think <laughs> it was the first one I was in
0: so yeah and I also heard in another interview that within that you did tour around Europe
1: <laughs> yeah we, we were quite lucky in that we got the opportunity to to do that you know every year but yeah I also uh, was in like a folk ensemble and we went to parts of Africa and um, it was really cool having an experience of traveling around with music like from such a young age because it really like opened my eyes to more influences from you know like other areas and parts of the world where music is done differently you know. What what place was your favorite place that you visited? Do you know what I with this folk group I we went to Durban in Africa and it was cool because it was almost like an ex- musical exchange. Like we were playing traditional Scottish, English, Welsh music, and then in exchange, you know, they, they were teaching us about the music of their community and where they're from. And I really enjoyed like being immersed in in that because I feel like it's the best way to learn, you know, everyone always goes about music's a language, and the best way to learn language is going to the place, and that carries over to learning about, you know, these, these other genres within, like, world music, but yeah, I loved, I loved going to Durban, that was really cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's really true, and I guess the question remains is how did you kind of, how did you get from a classically trained violinist to a jazz saxophonist?
1: Yeah well like I say I got handed the the saxophone it was just around in the house and I was begging to play it and when I finally got my hands on it I actually had a business at school selling lollipops right. Oh my god. (laughs) That's how I afforded to pay um, for like the, you know, the reeds, the next because my, you know, I don't come from a wealthy background, really, so my mum was already paying for the music tuition for my violin, so she was like, I just really wanted to make it happen, so that's how I first... Managed to um to get jazz lessons and to start working on it is because I had this sweet
0: business in school. How much are you selling the lollipops for? Do you know what
1: I, I? think I I bought them in bulk, obviously, and sold them sometimes for like a pound each because kids are desperate at school for sweets, you know, because everything in the canteen is like. <laughs> you know.
0: Do you know what you see those kids doing that though, and they're the ones. <laughs> they're the grind the grinders yeah. who, are like, who are already making a business at a young age so
1: yeah well that's how I first you were started destined. To, to um yeah, work on sax a bit and yeah I just had lessons at school and joined like the big band that was at school mm, yeah and then that's when I was like whoa this music exists because really I mean I had no idea about any other music other than classical and a bit of folk Because I wasn't in a house where people had music on all the time. Like, the only time I I heard music was when I was playing it, really, which is strange. But yeah, and then I heard these people, it it, it was run at my school, but it was mostly adults in this band and they were playing jazz. And I was like, whoa, like, (laughs) it was one of those moments. What's this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and then obviously, I'm quite like, when I find a a new interest like that, I, I love to just really go in depth with it and like I kind of obsess over it and that's what what I did it became my priority almost like immediately I think I knew that that was kind of what I wanted what I wanted to do because saxophone was always like my fun instrument and the violin was the serious one you know (laughs) and then do you
0: think that came with like classical versus jazz as well oh
1: 100% like the the whole like string players stigma of you know being kind of elitist and a bit it's a strange world um and then going into jazz like at first you know people were a lot more relaxed and I found that appealing as well (laughs) and with classical music you know you're expected to produce something that is flawless whereas I really loved the creativity that like jazz had to offer in terms of you know when you're improvising you sort of have to go in with the mindset of I'm gonna make mistakes and that's what's sort of beautiful about it
0: yeah and it's a lot more freedom and expression
1: yeah I mean classical playing you know concertos and stuff is very expressive it's just uh, I I always did find that I was a bit bound to it and part of the reason I loved playing in the folk band was that I I could contribute my own things musically like in terms of there was a bit of room for improvisation and yeah yeah I think it was just a gradual realization that I love writing music and I love you know improvising and and that's that's the sort of world that I was always going to gravitate towards. So did you only start dabbling
0: into making your own compositions when the sax came along or were you because you're a songwriter as well and a singer so when did that start? Yeah
1: I feel like exploring The sort of more jazz world definitely led me more towards having an interest in writing songs. Um, I've always sort of, you know, (laughs) made up like little silly things and written bits and bobs. But I got serious about it probably at the start of lockdown last year because I just was so frustrated about who I wanted to be as an artist because I... I felt like I was at a point where I could go down so many different avenues and I thought that by just writing loads of music it would show me it would give me a greater understanding about what I I like and what I want to write and put out and release so I spent pretty much the whole of last year like just sat writing and working with loads as many people as I could and seeing different people's process and that was just a great opportunity for me like that's how I kind of spent the COVID year so yeah really I've it's really just developed over the past what 18 months before then I wasn't really serious about it at all Yeah. And I
0: think I will touch on that later as well. We'll talk about stuff that's in the pipeline. But currently you're at Guildhall. Yeah. Has it always been your ambition to be a professional musician? Oh, the rhyme, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just don't even think I thought about it, really. I was just like, oh, that's like, that's what's going to (laughs) happen kind of thing. I mean, I have other interests uh, outside of music, obviously, but I kind of, I was in a position to sort of, do other things as well but I guess I just thought that well I was just pursuing happiness and thought that music would bring me bring me that yeah no, that's that's a good answer to be fair
0: <laughs> um I thought we'd dip into a little bit of music now and I'd like when you mentioned before that you said you didn't grow up in a house where lots of music would be playing because it's interesting because people always come on oh you know I was I grew up in there was music always playing and my parents always had this on this on so for you what who are I guess who were you if you were listening to anyone who was it
1: oh gosh that's a good question I mean it, like I said it was just music that I was like playing in, in the orchestra and whatever and I guess I'd hear things on the radio but I was mostly just listening to like orchestral music which is so strange for a 10 year old I didn't know I got to like Fourteen, fifteen, and I was like I didn't know any of these people that people were talking about. I did not know who the Beatles were you know I didn't know who Steve Wonder was like <laughs> it was ridiculous it's ridiculous
0: if you could cite someone now from the people you kind of delved into now who could you cite as a major influence
1: I would say Bjork is a major influence I love Nick Drake I just because his songs that, like there's one album pink moon it's just like i can't tell you how many times i've listened to that record it's so beautiful um yeah and then oh, in terms of more jazz influenced artists like i i, I never End never ceases to amaze me you know he's the creativity and, and innovation i guess um is super inspiring so yeah i guess that sort of um bridges like my songwriter influence with the more saxophone based influence that i would put into my music
0: do you want to choose a coltrane record that we can play what should i choose
1: (laughs) what's my i'm trying to think like my favorite always swaps but one that i i do find myself coming back to all the time is um his ballads album i think it's just called like blues and blues and bars or something, let me find the exact name for you. Oh, it's Coltrane plays the blues. <laughs> I always go back to the album and I've, I've like transcribed every everything off of it and... Do you know what? I love the cover as well. I don't know whether that's like, <laughs> something that's looked down on people to say, but I, I do love that cover. Um, so yeah, if you play something off that. I always wanted to move to London anyway, but <laughs> studying gave me that opportunity. And I started at Guildhall in September uh, 2019. And am I right in saying you're originally
0: from Leeds? <laughs> yeah. Why London? Or was it because of Guildhall?
1: I mean, Guildhall, like I said, gave me the opportunity to move. I mean, everything that I was seeing that's new, that I was really interested in, seemed to be brewing in London. Not to say that there isn't amazing like new music coming out of other areas. Of course there is. But it just seemed obviously like it's a hub. And one thing that I love about London is that because obviously there's so many more musicians here, there are these like pockets around all of the scene of like groups of people who sort of work together or they all know each other or that they make similar kind of music. And I thought like exploring those circles would be really cool as well because Certainly in Leeds, like, there's a great music scene, but there's not as many of these, like, communities. Um, yeah, I think I just really wanted to be in the thick of it. Like, the thought of that was really attractive to me. I just love being in a position where there's stimulus everywhere, like, and there's just people to meet, places to go, things to do kind of thing. I'm quite erratic with my, like, schedule. <laughs> and then um, London seems to suit see that lifestyle. <laughs> you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's so many people in London, and looking at who you've worked with over the past year is pretty incredible. There's so many you know huge names. you've got Celeste, Poppy and Judah, Tom Mish, like are any is there a particular highlight for you?
1: Um, a highlight, gosh, I mean, like meeting these people that I sort of was discovering and idolizing was really cool. um and just like. Obviously, when you're making music with people as well, it's like quite um, almost like an intimate situation Like you have to be very honest. So I felt like I could actually get to know the people that I really idolize and which is just an amazing opportunity. And, and being able to give them something back as well, almost like after appreciating the music so long and then being able to add something to what they do. It was really cool. And so I don't know if there's a particular like thing that stands out as a highlight, but I just had it just a great year last year exploring london meeting all of these amazing musicians and inspiring people you know and other than like your
0: obvious talent that you're incredibly good at what you do how did these opportunities to connect with so many people come about
1: at the start of lockdown i i sort of got my um social media i sort of started thinking about how i could use that to as a tool you know because I I have a particular approach to it, but uh, I guess just working on, you know, making almost like a portfolio of what I do and what I'm about and on social media, it attracted a lot of attention and particularly with the artists that you mentioned, all of them found me through um, my Instagram account. (laughs) So it's really given me a lot of opportunities but to be honest, once you've worked with one person, like word gets around, <laughs> and especially with what I do, I feel like there's not a lot of people that can come in the studio with like a violin and just like write all of their string parts on the spot, get it recorded in a day, and like, do you want some flute? Well, you can have that as well, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like um... saxophone, violin, flute, like, and, <laughs> and you sing. Yeah. So. I guess they have to <laughs> they have to hire those people. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, well, I don't know, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it does,
0: yeah. Um and let's touch on um new music, which I feel like people have been waiting for a for, for a bit because I feel like you tease people with <laughs> Instagram videos with some little little bits. Um so, what can you tell us about what you're working on?
1: Um, so, actually, right now I just stepped out of the studio. I'm in the studio all day today, recording backing vocals for a single that I'm doing for um, Blue Note Reimagined Volume Two, which is a compilation album of classic Blue Note tracks reworked by uh, modern artists, like on this sort of jazz, R&B, rap scene. Oh. Oh, amazing yeah so I'm um, I'm doing a cover of a blue note track for that and we're just tracking it all right now as it's in the process that'll be really cool especially because like that they have some really cool artists on that project as well and it'll just be great um to sort of have my name next to this on, on the album is this the, so- the second edition of this yeah the first one came out last what? year yeah it had like
0: yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, do
1: you know it? The album.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's some great. Yeah, no, that was real. That's why I'm excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm really excited for it to for it to come out. Volume two is going to be amazing. Yeah, cool. So I'm working on that. Um, also my original music is just chugging away, always in and out of studios. It's studio season, January, February. It's, everyone's on it. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to do as much as I can in terms of recording my own stuff. I'm hoping to, re- to release that, like, an EP this year of original music as well as um, the Blue Note single, which will come out most likely towards the end of, the back end of the year, around September, I think. Um, but it would be really cool to have my own thing out before before that drops. <laughs> I'm telling myself it will happen.
0: <laughs> do you find that you have to prioritize doing your own thing because it sounds like you're very in demand in terms of if you if you just look at the list of like collaborations from the past year, you must be you're right in and out of the studio. But for other people, <sighs> the time.
1: yeah. I think I've found a good balance with it now. Um there was a point where I was saying yes to everything and it was just like <laughs>
0: kind of unmanageable at points. Dangerous game, yeah.
1: I know, but like I say, I do want to focus on getting my own thing out this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to have a few singles out by, like, summer, which will be awesome. But I'm just excited for that to happen because, like you say, I have sort of been putting my thing on other people's things for a while. Um, and so it would be nice to have have that sound on on my own tracks. And But, yeah, I don't know. It's funny because also, obviously, I'm studying at the moment. So I'm like... <laughs> in uni all day and then studio all night kind of thing <laughs> I almost forgot that for a second because of <laughs> the amount yeah you're
0: busy very busy
1: yeah.
0: um what can we expect sound wise from what you're gonna create
1: oh wow so obviously I said earlier about how I love um sort of Bjork and, and Nick Drake but what I really love about their music is that especially Nick Drake like so it just feels so honest and. I love how his lyrics, I, don't, I just love his lyrics. And I think I would love to pair the classic, song, like not songwriter sound, but great lyrics, sort of in the style of a band, like a live sound, more than music that's coming out of just, you know, it's been programmed in. Like so far, everything I've recorded has been done live, like in acoustic so there's that, but then also I, I love jazz music and so I've brought in harmony from that side and just using like the saxophone, obviously, as, as a tool and implementing elements of improvisation into the songs that I write. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to explain the sound. You'll, you'll hear it.
0: <laughs> so they're the most interesting songs when you can't quite explain exactly what you're hearing to be honest so
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to it and um just quickly actually before we end what's some have you got anything on the bucket list
1: oh good question i mean i set myself goals all the time like constantly chasing goals but they're m- more short term i guess but i would love to to you know play some shows in london of my own music once it's out that's kind of like the dream I want to go to go to a London venue and and have an audience and and people know my music that's kind of everyone's dream as a musician I think um but yeah I mean I just once I I have things released I feel like that would be such a relief for me because it's something that I've wanted for so long and I've been you know like I said last year I just spent it writing and just trying to find out what I wanted to put out and now I'm at a point where I, I kind of know what I want and it's like ah, I kind of just want to fast forward a few months and <laughs> it'd be out there um but yeah so I guess bucket lists. I don't know if playing shows and releasing music is is interesting enough for a bucket list but um <laughs> no so
0: it's everyone's own personal bucket list and that definitely is because it's not like that's a small thing to do
1: mm, it really isn't so
0: yeah, exactly. So, they're perfect bucket list answers. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to end, I'd like you to select a maybe a contemporary musician who you really love at the moment, just to end on, or who inspires you.
1: I play in Tom Ford's band. He's a guitarist. It's sort of Birmingham, London based, and he's recent. He's been releasing music. Um, of the past few months and i absolutely love it obviously i love playing in his band live but i just love what he's done with like the production and and just the songs i love the songs and, and one of them it, uh, you mentioned poppy Ajuda earlier it's a collaboration with her so yeah that track's called love you we'll play that to end thank you very
0: very much for coming on just to actually where can people find you if they want to get in touch
1: if you look me up on instagram it's Parthenopy music. Go and, go and see what I've been up to. <laughs>